Powers of the Fury is brought to you by Red Nation Online. Find us on Twitter at Red Nation Online and at OIT Fury. Welcome to Ours is the Fury, episode 78. Uh, is there anything to talk about, Tim? Not really. It was a pretty quiet day. Not nothing, much? Uh, huh? Nothing of note happened. How was work? Um, very unproductive. Yeah. So should we just talk about the Toronto two-stick for the whole episode? What is that? I heard about that. I didn't. Uh, someone made a lewd uh, two-stick. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't very nice. <laughs> it hurt feelings. It's not good. Yeah. Well, that rivalry, I guess, is... Rivalry week. MLS rivalry week. Mm. But we're not talking about the MLS. We're talking about the NASL. The shambles of an NASL. So there was yeah. some, some rumors this morning, and that's why we're doing this kind of special episode before uh, our game against Edmonton. Uh, what was What was this rumor that lit up all our phones this morning? So, uh, Stu McTaggart, who's at Fury Fanatic, tweeted uh, this morning that sources telling me Otter Fury will be leaving the NESL at the end of the season. Club has no comment at this time. And then later tweeted, hearing airs discussions with USL, but nothing else at this time. That's some, so that, that's some pretty big news. That is, if it's true, that is some pretty big news, and it... Uh, it caused quite the stir in uh, the Twitter world and the social media world and Reddit and Facebook and everything else. Yeah, what what, what were some of the reactions that you saw? Um, like, were people like, yeah, USL, or, or like, that sucks, or that can't be right, or... Uh, you know, it was a lot of mixed. I think a lot of people were upset to be leaving, but there's some people who thought that would be better. There's some people who think that it's actually this the Canadian Premier League they're moving to, even though it almost definitely won't be starting next year. Some people thought it was to the MLS. I saw uh, that, yeah, I saw some some people discussing of how great we're getting an MLS team. <laughs> yeah, no. Not in anytime soon anyway. So, yeah, I mean, everything kind of blows up. No one knows what's going on. But later, uh, the Fury put out, they put out a statement. Yes. Which uh, we never bothered writing down. I'll find it. But they're, they pretty much said, uh, we're in good standing with the NASL. Mm. But did they say they weren't moving? No, I have it right here. It says, Auto Fury FC is an NASL franchise and a league member in good standing. That is correct. Over the last three seasons, Fury has forged strong ties with the Ottawa Gatineau Soccer Associations and the community at large to those efforts. Combined with the Fury's high caliber of play, <clears throat> have established a growing fan base for professional soccer in our region. Also correct. Our, our long-term focus 
is on earning even greater fan support this season and in future seasons. Starting with tomorrow's tomorrow evening's match against FC Edmonton at TD Place. Oh, good. So they put a little advertisement in for the game tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> you got to give them credit for that. There's, that was a good move. They they missed the link to buy tickets on, but oh, I guess that would have been perfect. They might have re-edited it since, yeah. since but I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it basically says nothing. There's no denial. Which I find very interesting. Um, I'm going to bust the USL theory for, okay. a, cu- for a couple of reasons. Uh, USL has been it's, – it's, the CSA does not want any more USL clubs in Canada mm-hmm. at all. And, and everyone's like, oh, it's about costs. Um, the USL wouldn't be that much cheaper. Like I, there are a few markets a little closer, you know, Rochester, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, Cincinnati. Toronto, Toronto, Montreal. Toronto, Montreal, yeah, well, I, yeah, I guess, but they're not real teams. Um, <laughs> so so there's that. But you still have to do the two airport flights. Like there's no direct flights to Pittsburgh. Like it's no different. It's probably cheaper to fly to Fort Lauderdale than anywhere else, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Florida. It's cheaper to get to Florida from Ottawa than it is. The only place that's cheaper is probably Toronto. Well, yeah. 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 So I don't know. I don't know about the whole cutting cost thing. Someone said they saw their only some, some sort of reference about two players over 100,000. That's all that's allowed. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? No, I didn't. I didn't see that at all. But that is more in line with what I saw with the Canadian Premier League. Mm. But there was also a minimum salary. So, you know, I thought this podcast would be about you know all FC Edmonton and the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, yeah, it's hard to say why they would, because. Not only is the travel not really much cheaper, there's far more Western teams. I know they play in divisions, the East-West divisions, but they still have to travel out West. And they get to play like two games in a week and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. a lot, a lot more. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm assuming the USL would not be waiving its expansion fee. And it's, have you watched any USL games this year? No. I watched, uh, last night I watched uh, Arizona United SC. Mm-hmm. Pulchinari was their best player. Okay. And yeah, he's, he's a good player. Yeah, they have some guy named Rooney, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and they're playing LA Galaxy 2, Los Dos. Yes. And I've seen a lot of shitty soccer this year, especially mm-hmm. uh, live. Because mm-hmm. our team is really horrible. But this was like the worst soccer I've ever seen, and I, like I used to watch a lot of USL, especially like before we had a team here. I'd watch <clears throat> everything on YouTube, and I was telling uh, someone online it's the only league I think that's gone backwards in quality. Like I, I know they have the Cincinnati and the Sacramento market, and <clears throat> they get large crowds, and Louisville's getting like six thousand people, but. The actual football is—it's horrible, it's—it's it's unwatchable. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't, I don't have you heard anything about the quality of play? Have like I was discussing with a a former Fury player who I'll not mention, and he was uh, he was definitely under the impression that the USL was substantially lower quality than the NESL, and they would be uh, it would be a mistake to move down there. Uh, he'd be I believe he called FC Montreal three professional players and a bunch of teenagers. Right. And which, yeah. which they are, they're, they're kind of doing what our Academy is doing mm. in the PLSQ where they have a lot of throwing the kids in there and giving, getting them experience. Right. But like FC Montreal, they obviously don't take the league serious and they're not going for a title. Like the yeah. football doesn't mean anything. No, no, I mean, that's the case. I mean, he basically mentioned, he basically said that it was amateur versus professional. That's, that's the uh, the division between NESL soccer and USL soccer, and that goes. And that's the same for every team. Every I think there's ten or eleven teams that are farm teams, and that's their only their only purpose is to potentially make the big team better, not focus on winning or pleasing their supporters or putting out the best sides. And there's still another in the nine or ten teams that have affiliations that aren't necessarily farm teams, but they have affiliations where they will send players to that to that side basically on loan. Right. The USL as a whole is basically propped up by the MLS. Right, like so, you're saying the Richmond Kickers aren't 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 paying the bills. It's it's the teams that are affiliated or like the three success stories out of twenty eight. Well, I think there's like teams like you mentioned, Sacramento, Cincinnati, uh, Richmond, some of the quote unquote independent teams. I think pay their bills, but I think the league as a whole is kind of. The, the, Pitts, know, the Pittsburgh being, Hounds has this has the stability that the MLS affords it. Yeah, well, like the game in uh, in Greater Phoenix area I watched last night. Mm-hmm. There's like a couple hundred people there, like or something. Like it's maybe maybe that. Like they show they show a pitch, like they show the supporter section. It'd be like seven people there. Yeah, I, I was doing a bit of research today and. I think FC Montreal uh, got 255 attendants one game, or maybe even lower in the hundreds. So, so the PLSQ is outdrawing the USL in a lot of markets. Yeah, League One Ontario in a few markets is probably doing better than half the USL, like in the Londons and. Like I mean, the USL absolutely loves absolutely loves the Sacramento there. Sixteen to seventeen thousand. Cincinnati with their ten thousand. Louisville seven thousand. But the majority of teams are two thousand, one thousand, even less than that. Financially, it's uh, not the best place to be. So, USL. I I, I don't think the CSA would approve it. Did they? Did they not block? It was a Victoria. Victoria wanted a USL team, and they blocked it. 
Yeah, and also uh, it was really tough for for the FC Montreal TFC two Whitecaps two. That was a, that was a battle, and uh, TFC originally wanted to put a USL team in Hamilton, and they were okay. they were blocked from doing that by the CSA. So I, I don't think the CSA would approve that. I I think Stu has this wrong, or whoever his source is has it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also don't think the CPL is launching next year. Oh, it's definitely not launching next, next year. Yeah. So I think maybe they plan to make an announcement at the end of this year. It's probably what the plan was. And now now you have a, a losing team who is not very entertaining to watch with its future in question. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's I quite, mean, quite a turnaround from 300 days ago. Yeah, 10 months ago when we were winning... The semifinal game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot, a lot of the news came out today, which was of course shocking, but then it kind of brings back to the, the mass exodus of players at the end of last season. Like, there's just stuff going on behind the scenes that really affect the stability and the future of this franchise. That really no one has any idea what's going on. And it doesn't really. Um, what am I trying to say? It just doesn't really like lend itself to you wanting to go spend money on this team if it doesn't have a future. If you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you gotta you gotta squash you gotta squash that doubt really quick. Yeah. About like oh the team might be going away because I know some like semi hardcore fans that are been to every game the last three years and today we're like saying screw it i'm not Mm -hmm. buying tickets next year i'm not and it's just because of this uncertainty like this or like just the idea of playing in a lower league yeah be it whatever and me personally i don't believe the cpl is gonna be a lower league than the nhl i think it'll actually be comparable Mm. but i definitely believe the usl is a lower league it's it's I'd rather be in League One Ontario than the USL. That's what I think of the USL, and I think League One Ontario is on the up and up, and the players are there. There are a lot of good Canadians coming out of there. People mm. they're selling players out of that league into Europe all the time, and the USL is just like washed up old guys and like you know Portland's second team or their youth system. Like that's what what that league is. So. Yeah, I did. I did tweet this morning. Someone in chess that, like, screw it, Let, screw the USL. Let's just go watch the PLS or the PL, PLSQ. Yeah, because I would absolutely much rather watch that. Well, it means more. Like, it, yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. And that's like, I don't want they, these guys. They view things as an entertainment product, and like, oh, people want to see soccer. Well, it's like we want to see competitive soccer that matters, mm-hmm. and we want mm-hmm. to see players that care. And, yeah, there's a and it's yeah, it's like that's not happening this year in the NASL, and if it turns to USL and you get you know even more USL players on our team, it like no one wants to see that. No, I mean. Players like, you know, the, the Joe Coles, the Giorgio Saras, Raul Senna, you go from there. Those players are nowhere near the USL. 
not going to see any player remotely of that quality. And there's people saying, well, the casual fan base won't know the difference, or they don't know who those people are. That might be true, but they definitely know that a 16-year-old teenager playing in Montreal isn't Joe Cole when they see him play. Yeah. Uh, at the last game, the atmosphere was just, it was just, there's 6,000 people there or whatever, mm-hmm. but it was just quiet. It was like, because they, they kind of papered the house with the Fury Fanatics. And it was just like, no one cared. No one cared what was going on in the field. Like, they've killed it. They've killed the whole atmosphere, the whole, like, why why would you care? It's It's like, bring your date. That's what it's turned into, and like even your date's bored. Yeah, I, I don't think I've actually even mentioned this on the podcast, but what really annoys me is that the stupid bouncy castle and the slide that are on the same field as the Fury you're playing on, it absolutely drives me nuts. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being anal about this, but it just drives me nuts that there's just this obscene just ugly bouncy castle with kids flying on it and which is great but it just sits in the wrong spot 50 feet away is like Raul or Ramon Pizer who probably had the best NASL season that Keepers ever had he's played professionally in the top top leagues in, in Europe and he's playing behind that it's just sad like it's just like it seems almost it seems almost unprofessional, and it's yeah. just sad. It's just it, like oh. it's Mickey Mouse, right? It's, yeah, it's a Mickey Mouse situation, and like I'm totally for the things for the family and stuff like that. But it, mm-hmm. you can't take away the seriousness of you know the high caliber pro soccer. You can't sell that and then have children playing. <laughs> next to them mm-hmm. and getting hit with the odd ball i might add that's a scary lawsuit waiting to happen mm-hmm. yeah and then i mean they had it they had it in other places which is absolutely fine yeah like but it's just another part of the stadium i know it's hard to find a space for that mm-hmm. but like yeah i understand but it's as soon as that became a mainstay like after the fence was down this season mm-hmm. like five games ago or whatever and that was up um like you just saw, like at the change, like the people don't take it seriously, right? And then, and people make jokes about it online, and it's, it's, it's been a thing. Like you, it's something you used to see. Who ha- who used to have it? Columbus, like years ago. Like the kids no, play sure. zone at the end, and mm-hmm. and then like no one took it seriously and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's there's definitely a, a problem with communication, which there always has been with this team but right now it's uh it's in a really bad state of affairs yeah what really what's really disappointing is the the statement doesn't say anything it doesn't discount anything it doesn't nip anything in the bud there's really there's no really outreach to the supporters saying no you're good hands you're good hands like don't worry about it we got everything under control Nothing major is going to happen unless until we tell you. But like, a lot of people are like, uh, and they're not sure now. And yeah. now there's a big 
a question mark over uh, the future of soccer in the city, which I think a lot of people like. But you know, it's their question. It's, it's yeah, like we've been complaining about the product on the field since mm-hmm. the start of the season, uh, especially like the first loss against the Cosmos, and and if we just quickly like go over the season there hasn't been very many bright spots there was the one win over vancouver at home mm-hmm. and then we got absolutely embarrassed in vancouver which last year's team would not get embarrassed like that in vancouver and then we we lost a whole bunch of games and then we won three at the start of the fall season mm-hmm. and we haven't done much since like yeah we tied indy at home and we tied miami at home but they both played like garbage like the visiting teams they're here, like Indy would, like, like you watched the last game. What, what did you think of Indy's play? Oh, they were bad. They were, they were the worst, worst of the two teams on, on the field. And that's saying something. Uh, Lance Roseboom had a chance. He just couldn't put it in. It bounced off him. He just didn't, couldn't put it in. And that could have been a, an easy win. But yeah, they didn't. Indy didn't look look like a spring championship look inside whatsoever yeah and like in which you know i understand great result considering the injuries mm-hmm. but you take a look at our injured players and they and they come back we still don't have an amazing team <laughs> like I, I got an injury list if you, you take some time yeah. you can go over it so the first one's Kyle Venter. He's coaching the academy right now. He's out six to eight months, right? And that started mm-hmm. in March. So he's out for the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Balchan's indefinite, right? Mm-hmm. He's gone. Uh, Mozzie, he's he's uh, he's going to be gone for the rest of the season. Uh, De Guzman, they said four to six weeks. So he could be back any time now because that was the start mm-hmm. of August. Mm-hmm. Obazi is uh, game to game. So we might see him doing his stepovers and losing the ball there uh porter's groin he's he's game to game too so he could be any time now so mm. no one's talked about howworth like how come he wasn't played last game there's nothing mm. i find out today that he has an ankle injury yeah yeah and, and the same and bruna could be back at any time we found that out with uh, uh daglish's online discussion mm. yesterday which I saw you had a question in that. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, who else? Uh, Mwanga's hurt now, too. Oh, good. good. Yeah, great. So, like, this all, it's been kind of beat to death, but, like, why are these players getting hurt? Mm-hmm. Like, what are we doing? Are we, like, training them too hard? Are they not being, like, recoveries aren't right? What's, like, there's something wrong. This is not normal. This is not a freak accident. Uh yeah, I mean, uh, Degley's touched on it on his uh, Facebook Q&A. I think he said about seven to eight of them were all contact injuries that really couldn't be helped. Obasi said that he ran him out of the second leg of the Vancouver right, cause, Cup tie because yeah. he had no one else to swap him for, and that got aggravated. And there's a few more, I guess it could have been, but he didn't mention them specifically. Yeah, and he 
kind of threw Tiso under the bus in that interview too, saying like he was he was crossing too early. I don't think he threw him under the bus. I think he just said he's a better that he's doesn't beat people one on one as much as Edward or uh, Dixon do. He's more of a, a stop and pop crosser than a a runner. So, like, we're complaining a lot this episode, <laughs> but I don't know, it's kind of like at a like a point where, like, okay, yeah, the team's bad, things will change, she'll fix that, whatever, but now it's like the, the, the future is in question, and, uh, and the club's not very good at communicating with the public or, like, acting like a professional club. Like, yeah, there. I heard there's an instance. I wasn't at the game because I was really sick on Saturday. But I heard there's an incident where they're telling people to be quiet during the rain delay. Yeah, that that's more of a probably a security thing. But yeah, there's the the supporters groups where the rain delay. Everyone goes underneath the stands, <laughs> and uh, there's people singing and drumming. And I told them to come over and be quiet. They told them to be quiet. Which, I don't know, it's like they use that image to sell the team. And then, <laughs> and then the security tells them to be quiet. Uh, I, don't, they pay, don't they pay for like a bunch of drummers to walk around exactly there to drum and do the exact same thing? And they did it, they did it during the rain delay of the, the other game where we got totally soaked. And they <laughs> were underneath drumming the whole time. <laughs> but... <laughs> So it's okay for the the paid guys that they actually mm. ship in from Toronto mm. to to do that, but if you have actual fans drumming and singing, like just just stuff like that, it's, it's ridiculous. But um, that's I I put that I think that's just a couple bad security guards mm. not, not using their heads or or like just doing what they're told to do, right? Mm. And not necessarily by the club. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, it's the whole thing's kind of messy, and uh, I think that I just think there needs to be changes, or like everyone's turning off and nobody cares, and we're getting so many messages of people that are angry. So like, don't message us. <laughs> like we 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 love you guys and everything, but like let let them know, like write them an email, uh, send them your tweets. Saying like I don't like this, I don't like what's going on because you can tell us, but they don't know. Like I don't know how many messages we got today, but it was more than we've ever gotten. <laughs> yeah, but don't tell us. Like we don't have any power. We we can just get on your iPod and moan about it. So <laughs> I know as a as a season ticket holder, I routinely get emails uh, the day of or the day after. I go to a game at TD Place, and they'll give me like a three-question survey. And I always—I well, don't always do it, but when I have uh, something to say that I don't like, specifically the bouncy castles on the field, I actually mention it. And I think everyone who has an issue with whatever it happens to be, that they should use that to contact the club and tell them I don't like this, I don't like that, and. It's, it's what they're asking for eventually. 
extensively, but it's a good form. And can you put like tactics on the form? Is there a thing where you can put a starting <laughs> lineup? Uh, they give you an open space. I don't see why not. <laughs> like things like you love this new song. Obviously, you keep talking about uh, it. Absolutely. Love it. <laughs> like just things like that, and uh, and uh, it's like no one cares about the football. No one cares about the competition. There's no focus on the league. There's nothing to play for. Like it's, no, just, I... it's like just come get entertained. Come to this play. Like you like you go to a Red Blacks game, and it matters. You know, it matters a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's it's turning into like a, a duller, crappier version of the sixty sevens, which which I never attend because it's a joke. And I'm probably and John will love this because we gotta mention hockey every podcast. I'm one of the biggest junior hockey fans ever. Like I've had season tickets for like fifteen <coughs> years and everything, but never for the sixty sevens. Uh, I'll, I'll never pay to go see the 67s because it's 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 a clown show. It's like, and the kids are good players and stuff. I just mm-hmm. don't like their style of hockey. But what why I can't stand being there is the atmosphere of that rink. It's just, it just, it's terrible. And that's what the Fury is turning into, and because the same people and the same culture and this, and you know and these people probably don't care about soccer either. Just like they obviously don't care about the 67s. Are you talking about like the kids' culture? Yeah, like the kids. I, I'm fine with like the whole like families at games and stuff. You need that. Mm-hmm. That's important, mm-hmm. but that's not everything. And like, you you go to these markets like uh, like Valdor or Oshawa or or Peterborough, or whatever. It's about the hockey. Mm-hmm. Like it's all mm-hmm. about the hockey. And the same thing with professional soccer. Like in other markets, it's all about the soccer and. It, these guys have lost sight of what what their product is and who their customer is and yeah yeah it's it's pretty bleak but hopefully they can pull it around hopefully this this usl (laughs) thing is a joke a a horrible prank but it did get people talking about the cpl which i thought was Interesting. You got people excited about the CPL because they saw the alternative was the it had, USL. It had me. It had me excited about the CPL. And That's I'm amazing. Like, you get against CPL. You you hate, like, you hate the idea of the CPL, and but compared to the USL, you're like, yeah, please. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm like, when's it starting? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, I, I I I don't understand it. I hope it's a whole a huge joke. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. So I want to try this new thing. Um, Yeah, go for it. Record to people listening out there, record a voice file. Tell us what you think and tell us we're wrong. Tell us like whatever Um, and send it to uh, Ours is the Fury Podcast at gmail dot com, and just but put some audio in there, be it thirty seconds. Well, let's just say thirty thirty seconds to a minute, whatever. Don't go over a minute, I guess. But just let us know how you feel, and we'll, we'll throw it on the next episode. We'll put like a bunch in. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, like like tell us what like 
like what you think of the season, CPL, USL, all that stuff, what changes, uh, what the manager's doing right, what the manager's doing wrong, anything, bouncy castle, no bouncy castle. <laughs> we just want to, we'll hear from you and we'll put it, we'll put it out and uh, we'll put it, we'll probably put everything out. Just don't curse and uh, keep the racial slurs to a minimum. None of that garbage. And yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Sandy, you got anything else we should uh, complain about this episode? Yeah, let's complain about the league as a whole. Oh, the NASL. Or the teams that reside in the NASL. Oh, we didn't even talk about Rayo and Turfgate. I was going to get to something first, and then we'll get to that. So Fort Lauderdale played the Minnesota United at home at their cricket ground. Yes. Do you want to guess the attendance? 2100. Oh my god, no. Oh my god, no. Lower? 15. Wow, this game's not even fun. So, this game, so to avoid this game going 10 hours, I will just say they drew 455. So, we're already in the USL. Yeah, basically. Because we got a bunch of USL players and there's teams drawing 400 people. Mm-hmm. And they drew, they drew against Minnesota. Yeah, and that's a four, good result. I saw the result. 455 people showed up. I don't know if there's an event going on right next door. But, yeah. Maybe another pro team down the street? Uh, it's football preseason. Oh, American football. It's yeah. college. It's college college games. I don't know if they play college games on Wednesday night. They, they generally yeah, don't. There's but. no excuses for anything. Mm. Uh, it's it's like the whole Argonauts thing. They keep making excuses. It's no, it's people just don't care. Mm. And, and other other big news: Minnesota is official to the MLS. That was last week. Oh, yes, it's absolutely right. So that's uh, good for them. You can get in get in early on the pyramid scheme. Well, they're a little late on the pyramid scheme, but yeah, they overpaid for the pyramid. One hundred ten, hundred twenty million dollars. Yeah, well, it's up to 200 down, they're saying. <laughs> yeah, and, well, and so the quality of MLS, unless they can keep getting a lot of international players, I, I can't see the quality improving of that league. Have um, they, did, are they allowed to keep their United name? I remember there's a... They are, Oh, yes. okay, yeah. I must have missed that. Don, Don saw the light. Which was the most ridiculous thing ever. It's mm. the only time I've ever been like on Minnesota United's side. <laughs> so, well, good for them. So they're out of the league next year. <laughs> uh, so, rail? Can, can we go over the whole rail thing? What's happening yeah, in Oklahoma City? Let's do it. So, one owner took out the pitch and put it in storage. They have a pitch like uh, these like tiles that they put on of this astral turf. And he put it in storage and now half of it's missing, half the pitch is missing. Um about there's uh, apparently there's 92 squares of turf that make up the field. He removed 40 of them. A nice a nice round number. Um, several differing reports on why he did that. He thought they didn't want the field anymore, so he was gonna. And since he paid for it, he was gonna take it, make sure it didn't get stolen or 
And uh, yeah, this is all amidst Rayo's kind of internal uh, garbage fire, to put it mildly. So yeah, this is uh, funny. I think I heard somebody, I don't know who said it was, who said it, but they, they said it was the most NASL news they've ever heard. <laughs> it is a Wild West kind of league. It really reminds me of the WHA. Mm. And uh, or or uh, XFL? No, XFL is single entity and kind of controlled. Mm-hmm. But it's just like this crazy, crazy. I think NASL 2.0 is more crazy than NASL 1.0, and that's a whole. In, in ways, in ways, in ways, yeah, yeah. It's definitely uh, more like you don't know what's going to happen. So yeah. Ray Rayos, I don't know. If they, if they seem unlikely for next year too and the cosmos are moving to brooklyn to the baseball diamond okay uh so they're going to be in coney island there on the set of mr robot that's actually where they play oh, nice. right next door yeah and so so that's so, that's good and bad it's bad because that's terrible sight lines and all that but it's it's good for people to get to the games mm-hmm. yeah so i think it all i think when the usl stuff blew up today a lot of people were like oh no sky's falling the nasl isn't going to survive but i think if you really look at it your rail casey's yeah it's a garbage fire fort lauderdale strikers yeah they had a bad attendance but they've had increased attendance i think overall this year they have deep-pocketed owners who seem to care about soccer the cosmos tons of money fc edmonton yeah they don't draw well whatsoever but they have owners that that don't care indy 11 is pretty strong tampa bay rowdies have good owners carolina just got a new owner they look pretty strong. My AFC is buying everybody and anyone they can. Yeah. So they're not financially problem. Jacksonville, yeah, they're not doing so well and their attendance is dropping, but they're still pretty strong. I would like to hear from a, a San Antonio fan, like how, how it was like. They they moved from the NASL to the USL. Mm-hmm. They would have uh, insight mm-hmm. into... I did do a bit of research on it. Their attendance did drop going to the USL, but it was basically like 300 people a match okay so it didn't drop that much but they also have the whole mls carrot so you think they would they have they have exceptionally strong owners especially in that market because the san antonio spurs own it so they have all that marketing and expertise in sporting events and sporting culture behind it you have you're basically this is your showcase to the top league, the MLS. So you should, I expect a big, a bigger boost or at least a boost of attendance with that goal in mind. But to have it drop is like, "Mm." that's a bit odd. So what USL team are you most excited to watch? (laughs) Is it Reno? I mean, it's, it's interesting that, we will get the chance to, to travel to, to travel to, to, a, to Toronto FC, Rochester, 
Montreal. And I literally found out today that Montreal play Bethlehem in, Steel in an indoor complex. Uh, they don't play outdoors. Montreal, they were playing at the Big O, but they they have like a separate little stadium. They keep moving. They're kind of like our academy team. You never know where they're going to be playing. Well, I guess under their their Wikipedia page, they play in like a, a Brancho Briere sort of complex. Well, you know, maybe we could start a winter league. <laughs> so, in that instance, a traveling game would be kind of interesting, even though. Like the yeah. way the way support is more than the home team, mm-hmm. <laughs> we could do that to Montreal. But a team I'd really like to see. I don't know. That was a sarcasm. I guess question. I guess Bethlehem, uh, Ryan Richter would come back. What about uh, Cincinnati? We have a uh, former Fury player on there too. Yeah, Andrew Weedman. Speedy Weedy. Oh, Pittsburgh. I think I think Pittsburgh. I think Kenny <gasps> still plays in Pittsburgh. Oh, there you go. See, now you're getting excited about the USL. See, it just has to be mm-hmm. worded in the right way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, if, like, uh, USL, if, I don't believe that's true at all. But if, it, if it does happen, uh, I'm really going to enjoy FC Gatineau and mm-hmm. uh, traveling to Kingston to see the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's choices. There's there are different there are different choices. Yeah. And it'd be great for someone like Ottawa South United to uh bring a League One Ontario team into the city. Mm. So Okay, so should we get to the Eddies? Oh, are we playing them tomorrow? We are. Is Friday it? Friday a, fr- a rare Friday night game. And they're no Some... longer in first place. Uh yeah, they're no longer in first place, nor can they get into first place if they even win tomorrow. Unless they destroy us by about eight goals. You never know. You never know. But they are they are trailing right now in the fall. They're right behind the Cosmos. They're three points behind the Cosmos but have two games at hand. And in the combined they are four points behind the Cosmos with two games in hand. So they're doing quite well. Uh, Matt Van Hochel is a human wall. Not letting anything pass them. They're playing standard SE Edmonton defense, but they're actually scoring some goals. They have exactly double the points we do in the combined table. No, that's right. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we always... We always tend to play Edmonton tough. Uh, last match, last match was a tough match against Edmonton. Uh, it was in Edmonton. Uh, we lost one nil on a late goal when they were when we were a man up after Dikite got uh, sent off. And of course, we we beat them in the uh, Amway Championship tie this year. Yeah, uh, that's a big success story of the year. Mm-hmm. So, what do, what do you think prediction wise? I'm, I'm, I, I think we'll probably draw this one again. It, 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 we're probably we're not seeing a lot of faces back, right? Like Obasi will probably be back. One thing that a lot of people aren't talking about is uh, Debellis played the last two games. Yes, yes. A little, little shaky. Yeah. yeah, 
and he's a little shaky. In the second game, he looked a lot better. His distribution, not mm-hmm. the best, but, I, you know, he hasn't been playing. Mm. Um, do you know anything why Pizer hasn't been playing? No, and I wanted someone to ask uh, Paul Daglish that. Yeah. But he didn't. I. It was all kind um, of softball questions, eh? Well, yeah. Um, I assume it was just to rest them there. I think they've pretty much given up on the postseason, or they should have. They want to maybe he's picked up a knock. <coughs> Excuse me. And they just want to see what Pizer has. Maybe they're just trying to work out players for next year. I think he might I, have fallen out of favor for some reason or another. Um, I don't think so. Cause he is pretty think... vocal and he is pretty emotional. Yeah, that's true. Hey, he but wasn't I, even I, on the bench last game, right? No, no. Was he? Not sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think they're just seeing who they got for next year to see if. Because I don't know what uh, the status of Pizer is next year. I don't think he's under contract, but I'm not sure. He's getting up there in age. I don't know if he's considering retiring or or what. So I I just assume that they're just trying to see who they want to go with next year. I suspect we'll see Pizer back in Nets sooner than later. But I don't know. Yeah, I, just found, I just found it odd two games. In a mm. I, I totally understand uh, giving Cabela's time, and I, I think he's he's a more than capable keeper. Uh, but when you have someone like Pizer's quality, mm. and you're trying to save a season, or you know not look too bad, you'd probably want to mm. go with your starter. But mm. and he, and he yeah. played every game but one last year, right? Yep, in the last game where they arrested him. So, uh, yeah, I th- I thought Debellis looked pretty good. I remember the first match. I think, yeah, he did have trouble uh, distributing the ball. I think all the defenders were a bit a bit worried about passing back to him later on in the game. Well, and I think I some of those passes weren't the strongest passes mm-hmm. either. That went back they to did. him. Yeah, and that kind of caused some problems, but he he got a clean sheet against Miami in that game. I don't know he was tested all that much, but he looked good uh, against Indy. He looked good that goal. He didn't have a shot. The defending was just absolutely horrid mm-hmm. on that corner. But, yeah, it was nice to see him. I thought the last couple of years we should have seen more of him, but we didn't. So it's nice to see him now. I hope Pizer gets back in nets. But it's uh, nice to see we have a backup that's uh, capable. Yeah, a rotation be f- fine. I'm mm. I, I'm fine with the rotation, uh, but I just it's weird that he played two games in a row. I guess you know you get the clean sheet, mm. but but at the same time it's like he wasn't coming out and challenging a lot, and and we're we're. The, the goal kicks were turning into turnovers, you know, like mm-hmm. times. So, but yeah, and there's a big uh, article Stephen Sandor wrote uh, this week. It got a lot of press. Was basically questioning Edmonton and why Edmonton, 
people in Edmonton aren't coming out to see this team play, even though they're, you know, top of the table and have an outstanding record. And that's interesting. They've they've never had strong support. So what did did he come to some sort of con- conclusion about why? That no, was? no. Because <laughs> there are soccer fans in Edmonton. Like I lived in the mm. area before, and like the national team got decent crowds and. You know, and there's and there's a lot of people from all over there. Uh, it's not the stereotype of what you think of Alberta, and it's weird that they don't pull as much as you know, as like some college teams do in this country. So mm-hmm. it's, it's weird. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit weird. I mean, they should be drawing four or five. Yeah, they should be drawing closer to what we draw there. There's very there's a lot of similarities between the two cities. Yeah, we've had some some people from Ottawa go to games there, and they said it's a beautiful stadium. Um, and you, you just you just get off the train at Northlands there, Commonwealth, and and you just you know it's easy to get to. There's there's no real excuse. It's not like it's it's not like it's South Duke or something like. Mm. Yeah, I think I think we've had some of the. Uh, FC Edmonton podcasters on and I think before and I think they said that the marketing isn't done very well I know they've kind of picked that up of late but I they you know, have it bus takes, ads now it, it, you know it takes time for that yeah I, I know Edmonton's the kind of place if it's not big time they don't really want anything to do with it mm. so you saw that with uh, the rush the lacrosse mm. team that's now mm. moved to Saskatoon, and uh, like, but there's also minor league teams do too well there. Like the Trappers were great for years, and mm. the Trappers, they're, they're Pacific Coast baseball, and the only reason they left is because the league kind of left them. Like uh, all the teams on the West Coast disappeared, and they're like way up at Edmonton all by themselves. Mm. So it got really expensive for teams to come in and. And fly to Edmonton just for you know two games and then be out. Yeah, it's it's interesting that they are doing so well. They very, I mean, they probably would say odds on favorite to be hosting a playoff game, and if not, if not even just the soccer ball itself. <laughs> soccer, I, soccer in Edmonton in November. <laughs> and I, yeah, I don't know how this league would spin like if. You know, it's like 15. Like, like 20, 2,000, 2,500 people showed up for a soccer ball. Like, uh. Yeah. I did see a hockey game outside in Edmonton. It was minus 40, and it was six hours. It was two hockey games. Ouch. Yeah. It's like that's a lot of people. Love there. your hockey. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. And that, that got like 60,000 plus. So... So maybe they could sell some soccer. Maybe that's the problem. It needs to be colder. I think someone said they should just call it field hockey. <laughs> field hockey and people would show up. <laughs> yeah. So uh, by the time you hear this, it'll probably be after the FC Edmonton game. But uh, what's our next game after that? We're going on the road. Aren't we flying to Puerto Rico? Is Puerto Rico next game? I think so. It's like, uh, and it's on a Wednesday, so it's quite a quick turnaround. Oh, another Wednesday game. Yeah, but on the road. So, let's but, see here. Yes, Wednesday the seventh at Walramo Lobriel Stadium. 
Yeah. Did anyone ever get, speaking of Puerto Rico and Edmonton, did anyone get suspended from the whole, uh, I know you made the racial slur uh, comment. Not you made a racial slur, but you, you kind of made light of it earlier. But what happened with between Puerto Rico and Edmonton? Yes, the Chris Nurse. Um, no, I don't think anybody. Chris Nurse was the, uh, the Puerto Rico player who received. Was on the giving the, end of. With the alleged, I believe it was, uh, DiBiase, our Argentinian midfielder, I think from SEM, guilty, said something in Spanish to him. Right. It was racially insensitive. Yeah, which and, happens and it's terrible. Yeah, but and, I was just wondering: did someone get suspended? Has the league said anything? I don't think so. I believe the league is currently investigating. I don't know what that entails, if anything, but nothing has come out. Hmm. It's kind of ugly stuff you don't want to hear about. Um, no, but. Players say things to each other on the pitch and it, and not making excuses at all, but different cultures interpret things differently. Like if you're from Argentina or Central America, uh, things that are said on the pitch there would probably shock everyone in a city like Ottawa. Mm. But So there's a bit of that, but it's also like can't have that stuff in your league. Don't matter how many bouncy castles you have or how many missing pieces of pitch or how many fans show up to your cricket stadium. You got to stamp stuff like this out. Yeah, it's not good for anyone, especially a league trying to kind of stay afoot. But uh yeah, stuff happens and hopefully they can they can rectify it and uh prevent it from happening again then. Yeah. everyone will be happy and smiley and love each other forever yeah. so hopefully we win mm-hmm. and then we'll be in a really good mood you know how we are we're, uh, we're very happy and then we're very sad on this podcast mm-hmm. so hopefully uh, we get a good result against FC Edmonton maybe get a result in Puerto Rico uh, mm-hmm. You know, and same thing, Canada against Honduras, and then uh, Canada in Vancouver, El Salvador, so on Tuesday. So we might be a whole, we might be the happiest two podcasters in the world. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Come it's doubtful. It's possible. It's <laughs> <laughs> Canada, Canada can win in Honduras. We can, and Ottawa Fury can beat a team that has double the points of them in the table mm-hmm. with all the talent we got. <laughs> Follow us at OIT Fury on the Twitters. Uh, ours is a Fury podcast at gmail.com. Yep, and I am at Blog Fury FC. I'm at Coxon, C O X O N. But thanks for listening. But do give mm-hmm. us uh, your opinions about like the direction of the club on and off the field. Uh, give us some answers. We're all mm. just, we need answers. Yeah, we like answers. Yeah. So enjoy enjoy the game tomorrow, or if it happened, I hope you enjoyed the game. And we'll uh, talk to you guys tomorrow. No, or next time tomorrow. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs> All right. See you. All right. Toodles.
game tomorrow. Great weather forecast. Rocking kids zone. Perfect way to kick off the holiday weekend. Play on the pitch post game and meet the players. Pro soccer action in atmosphere. See you all tomorrow. See you all tomorrow. I see you all tomorrow.